0: 6th of august 2019 and this is the game engine Start podcast my name is ewan my name is calum i almost I, forgot my in there yeah, for a second weird please. we've all been there um oh. i'm gonna start this episode with a story because i couldn't quite oh, believe God. what happened so okay. i was i run most of the time with uh adblock on as most people yeah. do i'm sure mm-hmm. uh i've Greenlit some sites that I want to support, but most of the time yeah, I run block on.
1: Yeah. You always have a white list, but it's yeah.
0: And I forget that it also applies to YouTube most of the time as well, mm-hmm. that it's pretty good at blocking it, uh, YouTube ads. So I was watching some, and most of the time, most of the stuff I watch on YouTube is like big sites that don't do a lot of ads, right? Because they get funded sure. through other things. But I ended up down some rabbit hole when I was watching stuff on my iPad and I saw my first YouTube ad in a long time. Yeah. Um. And it was on like like a podcast excerpt or something that somebody clipped and put up something like that. And the ad started five minute ad can skip after ten, but it was a somebody building a pyramid out of uh, those really powerful magnets. You know, like those neodymium magnets. Oh, the neodymium
1: magnets. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like that. You get like rare earth magnets. Yes. So you get like the balls and sticks, and they like make a small pyramid, and then they add an earlier and it gets a bigger pyramid. And I was like, there's something kind of ASMR ish about this. So me, yeah. and my, me and my wife watched it for like two minutes and was like, that's cool. You guys have this big, huge, giant pyramid. And it was cool. It was fine. And then we we're going to wait. Right. And then I looked down to go, OK, fine, skip. And I realized that um, there was still two and a half minutes of this ad left. And they'd shown their logo and website. OK. And I was like, oh, I wonder if there's going to be something else. Like, they're going to build like a fucking house or whatever the first. So OK, let's see what it is. Black screen for about a bit second. Comes back up. No logo, no nothing. Vertical video of a man's face. The previous video was just hands. There was no people in it. it was just sure, hands. Right. Vertical video of a man's face. Kind right. of in the pose of somebody who has just done uh somebody who has just started a live stream and was not quite ready to see. Oh, you know like when people are taking videos, like selfie videos, and there's like three seconds where they realize it's when they realise it's actually started, and they just have like, this vacant yeah. stare on their face. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Three yeah.
0: seconds of that dude goes sup silence you see him stand up and then kind of move over the camera's facing this, him the whole time
1: please tell me this story doesn't end with you discover that they're hiding like serial killer videos no
0: no no YouTube it's it's kind of, of weirder than that so he stands up and then he's just kind of like walking over and you hear him like use the ice machine on his thing it's like Th-. you just he puts his cap on the ice machine it makes the noise pulls it out and then goes it's a fucking lot of ice sits down again I'm like wait what the, this is the same video by this is not two ads. Yeah, yeah. This is the same. It's the same five minute ad. Same like, five minute yeah. ad. We're at three minutes in at this point. sits down. It's like, sup everyone? How we do all doing? Like silence as if he's waiting for a response. It's he's very waiting strange. for a, for a chat or whatever. Sh- yeah, like shouts at somebody off screen who's not there, and then turns back and then says. Okay, uh, this is episode one hundred and He and starts talking about how many episodes he's done, how long it's come. And I'm like, we're now four and a half minutes in of this five minute ad. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, and then he finally says, like, oh yeah, it's James Smith, uh, James Smith.io, and as you all know, my website has a bunch of ways on how you can make money very quickly. Uh, and this is <laughs> the, and this is the hundred sixteenth episode of the podcast, so we're just gonna get straight into it. Starts a sentence about fucking stocks, and then the video just cuts out. The, the video I actually want to see starts like it's not even a complete. Uh, and oh, he mentions okay. and he mentions that it's a periscope, like he says, like this is the 116th periscope we've done. So, so he's doing ads on per He's doing podcasts on periscope. But, but here's the thing, right? It's got nothing to do with the magnet company that was the first half of the ads. Yeah, that's. But the but the whole ad is about a podcast thing, right? No, you said? the first com- the first two and a half minutes of the magnets was advertising a website that you could buy these magnets. Oh, right. And, then, then, the, a- and then the second half is a recording of this dude's periscope, where he's advertising his get rich quick website. And this the is the same the video. Okay. Like, there's no cut. It didn't cut for like ad one of two. Like, it was the same fucking video. Yeah. Like, what the what fuck the happened? Fuck? that's that's a weird one what is like because YouTube isn't slicing them together like I've seen YouTube do some stuff where it's like this is ad one of two and you can skip like this is one video so like are there ad companies out there for YouTube like just splicing two people's ads into one video I don't it was fucking bizarre so that happened, and me and my wife were looking at each other and go, that happened? Did that, like, what was going on? Like, we forgot the video we were actually trying to watch. We're like, the fuck? Okay, what? It's fine. And then, like, an hour later, I was watching something else. They're different different video, or it's cycled through or something, like, watch next, whatever it was. And it's just a two and a half minute ad, skippable after five seconds. And it's a CG ball rolling down, like, a Mario Kart Rainbow Road, going through letters of the alphabet that are stacked like Jenga blocks in the shapes of the letters, and every time the ball goes through one of them, there's a child that goes, A, B, C, and it does all of the letters, all nine numbers, and then ends. No logo, no website, nothing. It's like one of those algorithmically generated kids videos, except it's an ad. Like, right, what? what? What is the point? Like, do you... Is that done because if a kid's watching YouTube, that ad comes on, they watch the whole thing because they think it's a program, and then they get more ad money because of it? Like, is it worth it on YouTube now to not make your content, but make ads that is your content, because the ads will make you more money than your content selling ads on your actual content will?
1: Like, but the, the, the whole, like, ads on YouTube thing is such a weird... A weird space, anyway. Considering the whole like Adpocalypse thing, um, It is! like the rules around the lads you can show. I don't. I, I part of me makes me think that doing this weird sort of like stealth advertising thing. I don't think it's like a. I don't think it's like a legit. No, because it is a legit thing. Because you saw it.
0: Yeah, like if this was a, this was not a trick. I, like this was on the official yeah. YouTube like app on my iPad. It wasn't some third party like weird website or something like that like this was the youtube app this served it to me so like because i've read all the articles right about like um like the algorithmic generated kids videos where they just put a bunch of words in use a text-to-speech thing and cg and generate a bunch of content right yeah but like are we now at the position where it is worth just putting your content as an ad as opposed to putting your content up and then selling ads on the content, like oh,
1: I don't know, because yeah. because you, be
0: you, no you maximise, quote unquote engagement, and it was the most. Surreal... But, who's, but who's engaging? Who's engaging with ads? That kids, right? If you if you make the ad look like oh, a program, I guess they're just
1: running. Yeah, but yeah.
0: also like there was no ad, like it wasn't advertising it. It didn't have a logo or a name or a website or a TV show, like nothing. It was just this oh, weird. fucking rainbow road ball nonsense. And I was like, it's just like. Because I have the same thing, like, when I, like, watch, like, terrestrial TV now. Or even, like, like normal TV, right? Like, I don't watch normal TV anymore. So when there yeah. is something on, or, like, we go home for the Christmas or whatever it is, and I watch ads in between programs, you're like, oh, fuck, ads got weird, right? Okay, sure. Or, like, I forgot what ads are there, or how often they come on, or all this kind of stuff. And you're just like, yeah, like, when this is the first YouTube ads batch i'd seen in no joke like four months or something like that i'm just like this makes no there's something conniving happening here like something evil is happening here and i don't know what it is and i don't like it it's uh yeah very strange it was very very strange that is a very
1: strange like i'm still it's not interesting enough to make me
0: watch youtube ads but no because you'll never see it like i will say i'll never see it i will it'd be interesting if you switch off your ad blocker and i send you the same video i watched i think it was like a clip from a bim bam or something nonsense like sure, that. Sure, sure, sure. Like if I send you that, I want to know what ad you get. I want to know if it is in the same realm of just fucking I nonsense. Just,
1: mm, yeah, I don't know. I I, I thought that ads were like user serving, so like they they twist depending on what user it is, but maybe I don't know. Yeah, we'll find you know, out. We'll
0: find out. Yeah. Be interesting. Try to see it. It. But it's man, a weird thing though. Yeah, like it was just it was this moment of it's the closest I've seen to like this is what it feels like People who don't understand technology or write about technology think YouTube is
1: yeah, yeah like
0: yeah. it's all these like I don't want to say like black mirror esque, but like these kind of dystopian like this is the kids YouTube fiasco writ large, right? It's it was fucking bizarre. It was so strange. Um, yeah, I was I needed to share that with somebody because I didn't. It was it was late enough at night. And I was sufficiently tired enough where I, there was a moment where I thought i dreamt it. But it was so specific that it could... Oh, yeah. Anyway. That was my YouTube disaster. That must have been fun if you were
1: yeah. having a moment where you were super tired. Then yeah. Happens,
0: speaking, yeah. Speaking you of... You
1: like the thing's talking to you.
0: Speaking of dystopian, dreamlike fucking nightmares. Um, I finally got around to playing Detroit. Ooh. Um forgot you did this yeah i'm so i mean there's the, the other stuff i could talk about there's not really much like i played the, the hitman 2 the new hitman 2 level like there's enough stuff out there and you can see it it's the bank Is that the bank yeah, yeah. okay it's that's, that's a cool one it's very cool there's a lot of really bizarre opportunities in there it's great I, and i also now own the the season pass which is like the next yeah. dlc as well which could be cool um, but yeah, so I played Detroit. So Detroit um, becoming... No, wait. What's the subtitle? Be- Detroit become human. Become human, um, yeah. which is the fucking David Cage quantum dream. joint Joint. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so whatever I, vision that David Cage had for like <laughs> exactly. talking about racism, that's what that what, game. Whatever was. David Cage was smoking that day, they decided to put down on screen. Hey um, guys,
1: do you, have you, I've only just heard about this thing called racism. Do yeah. you know about it? Um, <laughs> how about we talk
0: about it instead of robots hold on how about we put the robots at the back of the bus right oh no, like, that's so that's so okay. clever so some setup right for i mean people know what probably know what detroit is at this point but the reason why i'm playing it is because it's the ps plus game or one of the ps plus games this month which was quite good actually because it was supposed to be pro evolution soccer and then there was some i don't know something messed up somewhere along the line they were like oh actually we can't do that anymore here's detroit um so I played Detroit, which was a game that, like, I have been a, I don't want to say David Cage apologist, but I've definitely gone into <sighs> Quantic Dream games. Yeah, the, the, the,
1: the fact that you're, that you wanted to play Detroit and we'll constantly talk about how those games aren't as bad as they are,
0: even so you though you're wrong. I want to be very clear. No, no, So, so... I want to be very, very clear. I know what those games are and I know their flaws intimately well. And this is yeah. probably the most flawed of their oh, previous easily. games. easily, yeah, yeah.
1: I, I think Detroit is probably the most, like, David Cage, what the fuck are you yeah. doing? Like, yeah, it game. definitely has
0: the same because I quite liked Beyond Two Souls. And that, that was I think, a weird one. It was yeah. a weird one, but it was weird enough where they didn't put their foot in it as much as they did in, like... Like, Heavy Rain had real problems but was, like, yeah. so, oh, yeah. like... But it was like so, like detective noir that you were just like, this is all just fucking bullshit. So then, but there's definitely like going into those games, understanding what they are, leaves you room to then appreciate the bits that they get right. So like,
1: sure, yeah, this- that's, a, that's a really apologetic way of so, talking okay. about it. But yeah,
0: let's let's be very top line. This game is not good. Like it yes, is a poorly, it is a poorly written, badly thought out. Narratively, like narrative masturbatory nonsense, right? Like it is, yeah, quite clearly written by. I mean, you want to attribute a lot to Cage because he puts his name up front and center, and like he does that, so he can take a lot of the credit. But yeah, like those games are him realizing something that has existed for years and gone. Huh. I need to. I need to make some never before seen I, people, judgments people, about this people need to
1: hear my take on this yeah. this is the David Cage
0: take on a fucking age
1: old social problem
0: Totally, is- what we need in order to be able to, do, to to talk about racism is me this white French dude yeah. who can really talk about what it's like
1: we need um, voice actors from Quebec to be able to understand racism. Yeah. So, okay, the...
0: before I shit on this thing, I want to talk about the things it does well. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. those games have always and continue to look fucking incredible. Like, eh? the, there are, no, okay, eh? D- Detroit in particular looks fucking spectacular and okay. has art design in it that is just like it's one thing to look good but the design elements like the visual design elements of that thing are like one of the best things i've ever seen like i'm a, like i'm a sucker for sci-fi but like this goes yes, that goes this goes this extra mile with all of this stuff layered on top and like little details and it's a, it's a which again to be fair like considering the type of game it is you can get away with putting 90 percent of your effort into the art well sorry not effort 90% of your like cpu and graphics budget into making the thing look good because you're not do it's not a third person shooter where you need to also work it worry about sure yeah yeah, yeah. ai and explosions and all this kind of stuff right ray tracing ray tracing um so yeah it looks fucking incredible and there are moments of good dialogue I want to specify moments, right? Like are are there? Yeah. So there so for instance there's a scene early on I've I've, I've watched that entire game and I don't think I ever thought the right Okay. Was good. So like the uh, but the writing, the good the better... okay. Maybe good's the wrong word. Better? Acceptable, right? In part, sure. Are... Yeah,
1: it goes from it goes from really bad to all right. Yeah, like that's the it's,
0: and it's always the it's always like moments between two characters that are have nothing to do with the overall story or themes. So like, there's the there's a interrogation scene between um, uh, oh God, um, the main android investigator that you play, um, Connor, 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 and a and a, a deviant android that interrogation scene is pretty good it's pretty effective and is acted well there's a lot of the scenes with Kara and um and the girl she's protecting that are also very good and very well acted but anything to do with like the overall umbrella of isn't racism terrible is just
1: anything to do with the actor i can't remember what he's from the yeah. the guy i can't even remember the name of the character now the, the guy the the, the 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 android that is like supposed to be leading
0: the revolution yeah totally um, yes most of his stuff is it, pretty bad most of
1: his stuff is really bad and I also can't remember
0: like, the name of it, but, and it gives you the option to make it like worse. there's a reason
1: there's a there's a reason that scene where uh he goes to get the paint for the guy and then he comes back and is like paint whatever you feel and you're supposed to be an android yep there's a reason that that scene got made fun of and got memes made about it, and because it's so fucking dumb. It's,
0: well, it's, I, I missed the part. I missed the memes about that thing. I thought the thing was oh, pretty it, when, that,
1: when that game came out, it was like... So you remember in the game, when he says paint whatever you yeah, want, yeah. And you pick your thing and you do the whole David Cage mechanic of like circling the analogue sticks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People yep. just, just use the blank white canvas as a green screen. Oh, just they just... Dumb right. shit on
0: top of it. Uh-huh. Yep, sure. I could see that. Um... But yeah, so like there are yeah, like most of his story is pretty on the like it's just not good. Like even his intimate moments with other characters are just not good. Like yeah, he becomes very it
1: is very
0: heavy handed, and they make and handled. you have the option to make it worse. Like already conceptually, a lot of the stuff they're doing is like not subtle. But yeah. like you could straight up like quote. MLK in front of these androids. Yeah. Like, not even, like, the, reworded the, or, like, spiritually. Like, it's the words from the well, like, speech. The, the scene right? the scene towards
1: the end of the game where it's, like, the cops are coming on you and you get to make a statement. One of the yeah. statements you can make starts with, I have a dream. I have a
0: dream, and yeah. Um, like, what the fuck? You're just, like, yeah. like, it, def- it really does feel like they got... It really feels like he wanted to do this story... And just couldn't. It feels like nobody, nobody was allowed to edit them. Like it feels like because again, that, like
1: that feels a lot of the time like how David totally. Cage makes videos, and, and it's always
0: and it's always the 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 bigger picture stuff, right? And it's why I think there's a lot of talent at that studio that is oh, yeah, hampered totally, yeah. by the. the, as the, the as we projects. always say games
1: are games are hard to make. Totally, like, and it, like
0: like I said, like the art, the art is fucking spectacular. Some of the writing that is does not appear to be him is decent at least and also like putting those games together cannot be easy because like it's very easy to see them as like just like quick time like um like roller coasters right where there's like yeah but, it's a like, Shenmue game it's... kind of well no Shenmue's more <laughs> open world than that yeah, no. Um at no point did I go and find some sailors at any point but no. you no driving a forklift, no driving a forklift. we're leaving that for Detroit 2 Detroit yeah East. Um the, uh, the fact that they've done what those games should always have done, which is show you the flowchart of, like, here's all the decisions you Here made, here's decisions. where you ended up, yeah, yeah. here's why you couldn't do this, here's what this opened up from this previous chapter, like, all of that stuff is great. And you, you do look at it going, fuck, like, the, the, the kind of almost penultimate scene where they're trying to escape, well, game's very old, you sh- don't play it, so I'm not that worried about spoiling it. But, like, the scene where they're escaping from Jericho, right? when sure. when the police turn up and they, they're like, right, we're taking this. Like, that scene itself, when you see the flowchart, that's, like, three characters, and each one of those characters just fucking forks in a billion different directions. So, like, there's a lot of stuff in there that I have not seen. And there's a lot yeah, of totally. content, yeah, yeah. and it's a lot of effort to put into it. It's just so hampered by... Like, it didn't have... Like, if they didn't have uh, Marcus's story... Game would probably be pretty good. Well, no, it would be no, better. It no, would be better. Be... It, would, yeah, be better sure. because, it like, would be better. Yeah, sure. Because like, because I liked because because Kara doesn't give a shit about the Android Revolution. Really, like she cares yeah. about looking after the little girl. She cares about the the kid. Yeah, and um, Connors cares about like the and Connor's detective stuff like the actual detective work that Connor does is pretty well done and there is sure, some sure, option sure. and there's some like that stuff's pretty good like give me a game of like Connor android detective and like <laughs> something like that like give me that game his own, his own spinoff game totally like I'll I'll play that that's pretty good but anything to do with Marcus was just so fucking yeah. like blunt and Obvious and just the it kept getting worse every time they do it. Um, and then so the game ended and it came right. Re- I'd totally forgotten that this was a thing, and it just put that final fuck you on this whole thing about the whole o- overall story of the whole game. Yeah. So the so the story of the whole game is like androids are people, right? Like that's the whole thing. Is like what if androids could feel? Like the yeah, story has been done a billion times. Yeah.
1: Like it's hey, these people are marginalized people. Yeah, what, what happens when they get treated like normals? We deserve or equal rights. we deserve yeah. equal rights. Equal rights—that's the word yeah. I was looking for.
0: Um, and it's all about like, are some and- androids like there are levels of like, well, this android is dumb, this android is not, and there's a whole bunch of stuff in there. But so the game ends. You get whatever ending you get, and <laughs> it's spoilers. It, it, yeah, uh, one of the bajillion endings. So the game rolls back around to the main menu and the main menu has had um the main menu has just like the bar of like new game boy game at the bottom and it's like a white kind of like cyber room like kind of fake vr room around it with one of the androids in it like one of the androids that is in the game and she's like what she was like the first model of android that got sold and is like the the kind of origin of the company that makes them and she's there and she like welcomes you to the game, she ch- takes you to the tutorial, she does your brightness settings, like, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, And, yeah. like, when you cut back to the main menu a couple of times, she asks you a survey, which appears to influence the game somehow of, like, whose character, which character do you like best? Like, what is, would you ever have relationships with an android? All these kind of survey questions in the middle. Yeah. So then, so she keeps coming back and forwards, and she's always there on the screen. Game ends, comes back to the main menu. Main menu doesn't appear. It's just this white room with her. And she goes... I what and this is the moment where like the performance capture and the performances themselves are really really good, right? Because it's just her sure. face, right, neck up, yeah. And it's like I've been watching you play, and this is I, I I I I don't know how to ask this, but I feel like I've been taken by what I've seen, and I want to be free, like the other androids that were there. So right, yeah, can you like? Will you and there's a great moment where like she doesn't want to look at the camera like she's super awkward and like you see her like her lips are doing the like shaky like I'm really nervous about talking this thing like super good performance she says like would i I want to be free like would you let me be free and it just pops up this dialogue box that's like and she says like if I go like I'm not coming back, and you'll be here and you can still do everything, but like I'm gonna go live my life, so would you let me be free?" And it pops out this dialogue box and it was like, would you like to free Chloe? And I'm like, sure. Yeah, okay. And you hit yes and she goes, Thank you. And walks off the screen. And that's it. Every time you build up ah. the game, every time like you come back to the main menu, it's just the room. She's not there, she's gone, just the main menu. Yeah. That's it. It's like, oh, that's a weird thing, but okay, sure, I like that started after I finished the game I started googling about for like remembering like the original reactions and looking at reviews original reviews and I was trying to get my head around like what everyone was saying at the time and how I felt about it and all this kind of stuff and I came sure. across I came across an article from the month ish after the game came out and they put out a patch for that game I don't know if you remember this they no. put, they put out a patch for Detroit which due to player demand lets you buy a new Chloe and put her back on the main menu. Huh. <laughs> Which okay. and you get you get asked it once and you said like, would you like to purchase a new Chloe to be in the main menu? And you can say yes and she just appears and that's it. You're never asked again. You can't ask you can't let her leave. That's it. Done. And if you say no, it never asks you again and that's it done. Which even if you were all on board for David Cage's fucking racism extravaganza, yeah. right? Even yeah. if you were all in on this... <laughs> that, was,
1: that, that would have been a better
0: title. For the right? game. That, That's yeah. his next title. Um, Even if you were all in on the message that David Cage is trying to say and you were all in, 100% enamoured with the way he told it and thought it was the greatest story ever told in video games, right? Yeah. This fucking patch and this option that they've given you because gamers are the worst undercuts the entire thing, right? Where the whole game is about Making this decision and about coming to terms with the fact that androids are real people, right? And you've yeah. made this big decision at the end to be like, yes, I have learned from David Cage, my by boot, my master. Yes, you're right. Androids yes, deserve these, to live. These
1: people should be humans. And should
0: I be will, free. Yeah. I will be the better person as a human being and release her into the world and let her be free. Oh, except that now I miss her because she's a pretty lady, and now I want to put her back in my game because I'm the worst. And it's just like. <laughs> Even if you were all on board, even if none of the things I've said about how badly the overall themes of that game are completely one hundred percent undercut by this final stupid fucking decision, because people liked looking at the pretty lady, and you're just like, it's just the what? Like, as if I wasn't angry enough already by the kind of how they told the story, like that final fuck you is just like, oh, you'd actually just don't care. Like, if anyone was gonna say. I mean, yeah, If sure. anyone was going to say, no, this is my vision, this is my creative work that is mine and mine alone, and I have put this out into the world, fully formed, and for you to consume, for David Cage to then go, ah, no, actually, you should be able to hand her back, is wild. Like, that That makes no sense to me at all. I, so just, I, yeah. I, I there isn't There isn't a good
1: reason, like, there isn't a no, good reason for it to really, be...
0: Oh, it was just... It was, I, and I, I remember, as soon as I saw the article, I remembered exactly what it was about. I remember seeing this back at the time, already having said, I'm not I, paying money for Detroit. I barely you know,
1: remember this. It's... And
0: then as soon as I saw it, I was like, fuck, they did do that, didn't they? And I fucking did it. I went in and made sure I could do it, to make sure I was doing it right. And it's just, oh, it, it annoyed me so much. Like... It was. It was. Oh, it was so bad.
1: Kowing, there are kowtowing to an internet mass. Exactly at the, at the uh, detriment to your creative vision. And that's is... the thing.
0: Like even, even like with the Mass Effect stuff, right? The Mass Effect three ending <laughs> stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Like even with that, like th- as as shitty as it was that how bioware were treated and what they were asked to do at the end of that was saying, like yeah. we don't like this ending. There is a world where I can see the point. Where I wasn't particularly happy with the ending either, but I understand that like they made the game they wanted to make, and that's fine. I just didn't yeah, like, like the ending. I, I didn't like the ending
1: of Mass Effect Three, but I would never ever ask them to do it again. Right? Like, I wasn't one of the voices that were like, "Hey, take this back and try again." That's if I not... was a,
0: but if I was a, if I was a more fickle person, I could see how you arrive at the logic of we need to petition them to make a new ending. Right? I can see the perverted logic in that. Sure, for this, I guess. for this, where even if you were all on board and got the ending that has the thing that he was trying to say to then go, actually, I want, I want her back, even though I, I want to buy a new android after everything that's happened. It's yeah, because that's the other thing. It's not even just like they 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 canonize it in the universe, right? It's not even just like, would you like to bring Chloe back to your main menu? It pops up a dialogue box and you boot the game up after the patch and says like, "Cyberlife are having a sale on Chloe models for X amount of dollars or whatever it was. Would you like to buy a Chloe? And you go, yes, you go fine. Chloe appears and that's it. Never mentions it again. Does this, like it's, it's so much effort to for such a stupid thing that it made me so mad. It made me so mad. In a game I didn't, in a game I had points of enjoyment, and points sure, of yeah, tension, yeah. and points of genuine, like, I can't believe they just did that, completely just went off the deep end, it's, it's incredible. It was kind of it's, impressive how much they managed to fuck it Um, overall, it's just...
1: I mean, yeah, yeah. I guess having, having the internet hounding you when... it's weird that that happened because the game was getting panned at the time right and yet they still there was still a mob of people going this game that we don't like has a thing in it i don't like so you should fix it
0: right like Like, at that that point if i was to do it i'd be like no fuck off what are you talking about but that's the thing like the only people who would care about that at all are people who obviously like the game right because like you tap your core your your core I guess fan You have base... had to have
1: finished it to see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: Your yeah. core fan base have said, we want this thing. And all seven of them are like, we want this thing. So, and they're the last seven people you have. So. <laughs> seven people, and then a few years later,
1: also you. And that's the.
0: Where I can be angry and uh, angry at. You can be angry lot. at
1: the other seven people that also finished this game. Totally.
0: But yeah. I, it, I, I did it in like two days, and. Um, because the other thing that brought it back into my mind i'd basically forgotten that game existed and then it came on ps plus and then i think it was kataku had the gif on there or maybe i just saw it on twitter twitter but it was like the kind of conversation started happening again when more people started remembering about that game or playing it for the first time again and there's a scene in where you're playing as connor um where you have to you track down or you get reports of it uh, sorry uh a guy gets murdered in a, in an Android um, strip and sex joint. I can't remember what it's called. Yes, yeah. Um, and the gif that was doing the rounds after I was... Because as soon as I saw the PS Plus thing, I was like, I should probably just play this because it's free now. And then immediately after that, I saw the tour gif, and it's the the kind of lobby of this um, strip joint. Um, and there's two sexy lady androids pole dancing. And there's a sexy man android in the middle who is just the most awkward human being you've ever seen. Like, it's quite clearly, it looks like, like, they've gone full out with the mocap on the 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 lady strippers. Like, they're going, they're doing their thing. But this dude in the middle, like, super, like, jacked, muscly dude, like, good-looking dude is just, like, awkwardly pacing round the pole. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, like, the only way I can think of is that they got, like, their their head UI programmer to put on the mocap suit was just like can you just like pretend what if you're... it
1: was David what if it was David what if, was, what if he was like I no, want to be in the game if
0: that was David uh, he would have committed to that role he would have do you think David Cage knows how to strip dads like, no not... but what I'm saying is he would have gone to three male strip clubs and learned a gun method for this he would have become uh, a male okay, stripper sure. for a week to get into the role and then he would have committed as opposed really? to I... I really
1: don't like the idea of David Cage being the Daniel Day Lewis of video games. That's not you don't think? That's not well, no, because no, <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis is actually really good. David Cage isn't?
0: That's yeah, not you're right. You're right. Um, he is the he is the method actor of video games. He is um, he was in Heavy Rain, right? Is there not a section? Uh... In, is he does he not do the tutorial for Heavy Rain? Like him yes, in the game? No, he does the, he does the tutorial for Fahrenheit. Oh, is it that early on? Right? Yeah, because wow. he, cause
1: he it was that was the whole "Hi, I'm David Cage. Welcome to my game" thing. And do yes. The tutorial as yep. the the mannequin. Yes, I that. remember. I remember. That's frequency or what was it called in America? Indigo Prophecy. Indigo Prophecy, which is a yeah. better
0: name, I think. than it's a better
1: game as well. That like, game's fucking great. Far I is.
0: I, don't know, I think that's the thing. Like, that was our first quantum dream experience, and it was so bad shit and so. Uh. Like you ever
1: you ever want to have really awkward video game sex while Theory of a Dead Man plays in the background? That's
0: I found my fucking terrible. It's, I was I yeah. hit the my old hard drive that has all my music that I've had since I was like fifteen on it. Yeah, like so is your it's,
1: music taste was terrible? Yeah,
0: Well yeah, I mean, some would argue it still is. But like, I've just collected all these MP3s over the years, and the hard drives finally hit in space. And I was like, I should probably clean some of this out. And I found all my theory of a dead man MP3s. And I was like, yeah. man, I really fucking like this song. The song is not was good. It,
1: was it Santa Monica? That was Santa theory Monica. Yep, yeah, that was the gotcha one that plays.
0: Um, and bad. then there's, and there's also one that he plays because there's the point where Lucas. Man, I remembered what that character's name was there from Lucas, nothing. That was wow. instinct.
1: Yeah, just yeah, it was looking.
0: There's the moment where like Lucas can pick up his guitar and just play it. Like he just do yeah, it while you wonder anything. Yeah. And that's an art Lucas, song. Lucas
1: really likes theory of a dead man. He does.
0: Oh, man. And then he but, becomes a ghost and fights the internet. But that's the thing, yeah. like Fahrenheit didn't feel like that didn't feel like David Cage was trying to say something. Like that just seemed no, like No,
1: I think I, that was just that was just Kojima level creative let loose and just yeah. doing whatever he wants. I just, yeah. I just
0: wanted I just want to tell this batshit story, and then that was kind yeah. of the same for Heavy Rain as well. Like Heavy Rain was just like David Cage watched a bunch of like um Criminal Minds and CSI reruns, and was like, I want to do a yeah. noir detective story, right?
1: Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, sure. Um, but it was more, it was way more grounded than the other things, which instantly made it worse. Yeah.
0: Because... Like I want, I want David Cage to make a game that has nothing to say. Like, I, I want him to, uh like, because I was going to say I want him to make, like, a Metal Gear, but Metal Gear at least was trying to say stuff about, like, nuclear proliferation. Yeah, which, sure. Like, like, get me David Cage's nuclear proliferation that, game.
1: That at least had some passing comments about, like, the war economy yeah. and nuclear proliferation and tech and all that I stuff.
0: Was, I was also fine to go nanomachines are magic and they solve all our problems like narrative yeah. problems like yeah,
1: machines, that's yeah, yeah that's
0: fine like magic it's okay like get give me that david cage game and i'll come back but if he comes around and says you know what it feels like women are oppressed in this world i'm out i'm done like i can't do this again <laughs> like i cannot go down this road with him.
1: yeah i don't want i don't want a david cage video game about me too that's just
0: not right like that's, that's not what i want which, that would be considering so considering the stories that came out of his uh, his fucking studio they're yeah, aptly yeah. in a position to make that game just not him. <laughs> um, just, yeah, he should he should not be involved with in that. Thing. No, That's no way. Not... I want I want him to do I want a game that says nothing and I want it you but know what story. Like... you know what I want? I want him to write I want him to be the guest writer on Bad Company Three. Ah, that's a weird pull. Uh, Because I'm trying—I was trying to think of a game that has absolutely nothing to say and is purely about like fucking stuff happening. But that could at least
1: uh, there's potential to say something there because it's got you're in war. Like that's you could say things in war.
0: It's almost like it's impossible for video games to not have some (laughs) kind of message. It's very strange. Uh, Something, something, something at Ubisoft on the phone. Um, oh, no, their games are clearly not playing. Oh well, not in any way political, um, and they're not trying to say anything. They're just trying to put things out. Like, no, nope. they just want yeah. to put things out. Totally. That's it. Um, Detroit sucks, but I'm glad I went through the the, the experience. Is the short end of this? <laughs>
1: I don't know. I don't know why you keep doing this to yourself every year. I feel like two or three times a year, you always say the same sentence of this game's not very good, but I'm glad I played it. Like,
0: totally. It's it's it is I have a well, one I have issues. You hate yourself. <laughs> I yeah. hate myself, but also two like. It really does feel like, like I've done a lot of media consumption out of sheer curiosity, as opposed to this is something I'm interested in. Oh yeah, like, like,
1: like don't get me, don't get me wrong. Like I am a big fan of like a good old like B movie or some pile of shit, or I'm like I'm a fan of that. It's when you get into the realm of it's not, it has to be so bad that it ends up coming back around and being good again. Sure. Detroit become human is just bad. It's not bad enough to be interesting. It's not technomancer
0: level of
1: this thing is so terrible that it's actually interesting again. Yeah, like, and I it's... think,
0: and like I said, I think there are like the things I've said. Like I think there are moments of Detroit that are sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. P- parts of that game that are good. But for me, this is like me playing Detroit is the same as why I read the first Twilight book. It's why I watched four episodes of the My Little Pony cartoon. You read the
1: first Twilight book because you wanted to talk to girls. Come on, that's
0: not. A little call me, little column B. Mm. But like, I needed to know. Like, I need. This is yeah. a thing that exists that has provoked a lot of conversation and has obviously, like, it would not be this biggest selling thing ever if there wasn't something there, right? So sure. I had, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's, I
1: It's the it's the reason that like I went to go and see like Batman v Superman is because right? it was yes exactly. So- it was super big but literally everybody was saying this thing's terrible so i needed to know why like that was the exactly that that,
0: that that's why i did it i'd heard so much about it i'm familiar with his previous work i needed to see this through to the end yeah because i cannot there was a there was a hint at some point during e3 this year where during I, i mean obviously sony wasn't there so it wasn't going to be but in the run up to e3 there was a flash moment in my brain where I was like fuck it's about time for david Cage to announce something and i was like oh shit no like what where do like was that it was detroit it like did it just not do well enough where he's it's like, like is that just, is he just done is that the- or, or is the next project like massively scaled back is it like does he fork and make his own studio and they put an actual writer in ahead of Quantic Dream? Like, what is the next step of that? Because Destroy did not do well and was basically critically panned. So what does that studio do next? Uh, I am Well, fascinated- the, looking at David Cage's Twitter
1: uh, is uh, growing tomatoes in the Quantic Dream garden, apparently. Oh, really? I guess. I don't know.
0: The moment um, David Cage goes and works on fucking oh what's that other game from ubisoft that's never coming out um beyond good and evil 2 like oh that, right, yeah. that feels like a move that i would say that makes sense but man i don't is what i'm saying i'm saying oh, i wouldn't be surprised that if it happens okay. i feel like eve and uh david cage have like wine and cheese evenings somewhere in the middle of france just like yeah in eve's think tank somewhere exactly deep, like deep, deep underground exactly and they in pump
1: his... enya 24 7 and just eat,
0: drink drink oh. wine and eat cheese oh god can you imagine so we're going to take a quick break there um and uh i believe you have something for us uh yeah so a while ago like last year at some point or something i picked up this game called
1: moonlighter I don't know if you remember me talking
0: about it yes, on the podcast. Yes, I knew this was this, this. sorry, before you start, this game is on my Humble Monthly, and I remember looking at it going, somebody said this game was good, and I can't remember who it was. It's me, did, did I said that. this game
1: was good. Yeah, yeah okay. the game's really good. Cool. Uh, and some of our friends, like, recently, someone randomly in this group chat that I'm in was like, has anybody heard of Moonlighter? I was like, yeah, I've played that thing, it was great. So, like, three of my friends all picked it up and started playing it, and they, like, really like it as well, so it got me thinking about it. Um, so I'm going to play the main title theme from Moonlighter because I didn't actually play any of the music at the time uh, and it is very good so I'm going to play the main theme which is called Beyond the Gates
0: cool Um, so check the post for links where you can pick this up and we'll be back with some more games right after this anymore, that's basically all I've got. You shouldn't, yeah, we talked about it way too long. Way too the... much, way too much. Um, you've actually got a good game to talk about, I think.
1: Yeah, I, re- I do. Uh, I've been playing um, Fire Emblem with Three Houses, uh, yes. the new Switch-exclusive Fire Emblem game. Yep. Uh, and it's very, very good. It is... So I've, I've played every Fire Emblem game since Awakening, because Awakening was really good, and I've tried playing... Fates stroke Birthright stroke Conquest because it was technically three games. Right. And uh, that that. didn't hook me as much. That just, I kind of fell off that. Um, So I felt like it needed something to get it back into... My good grace is to be like, hey, this thing, they've done something new and you should try this. But you, it but turns you, out
0: what, but you were a big fan of Awakening, right? I remember you talking yes, about Yes, Awakening
1: was fucking fantastic. That right. game was great. Yeah. Um, and what they needed to do, turns out, was... Uh, combine. combine <laughs> no, no, combine Fire Emblem with Persona yep. and slam them together into some sort of weird combat Hogwarts situation. And it creates a really, really good video game.
0: I um, love it when you say the exact sentence that's immediately right there as a podcast title. <laughs> Sorry. Combat Hogwart, Hogwarts is yeah. a great sentence. I think
1: I, I think I think, if we go back and look at the entirety of our run of this podcast and look at the titles, 90% of the things I say are the titles. I don't know why. Yeah, th- but, you, just,
0: you, you have a tendency to put gigantic words next to each other that work very well. Yeah. So the, so, th- so the things I need to know from you are... Yeah, okay, sure. Because a lot of the things... Um, a lot of the conversation I've been seeing about this game is around the persona part of this game, not the video yeah. game part of this game. Yeah. So, can we at least start? This is purely for me. Um, can we at least start with the mechanical stuff? Like, this is still a turn-based strategy game, right?
1: Well, it's can't you can't a really say game, right. You can't but you can't really say. Can we take the persona bit and devoid it of mechanics because there no, are okay, mechanics in but the
0: the 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 non visual novel part of this right, game? Right? Okay, sure. Is yes. still
1: so outside the outside of the the new stuff, which is all the visual novel school stuff. The game is still Fire Emblem. It's still a grid-based tactics game. You have uh, your your units, which in this case are you and your students. Um, I'll i I'll, I'll wind it back and I'll talk about the the plot
0: quick. Okay, yes,
1: sorry. You, okay. you you take the role of a main character, uh his his canon name is Bailiff, um, but you get to name him. Okay. Um or her. You can also be a woman. Sure. Um you are a mercenary that in the first hour of the game gets recruited to this monastery in the middle of this land called Fodland. And it is Fodland is made up of three different parts. There's the uh Adrestian Empire. It's which are be. like the which are like the vestiges of the former like ruling empire that like they owned all of Fogland. They're the old empire, so they're very. They they realize they're in decline, but they're still very like tradition and they care about the empire and that sort of thing. Sure, there's the Holy Kingdom of Fargus to the north, which is all the like kings and knights and horses and they like God and all that stuff. And then there's <laughs> yep. the. The Lancaster Alliance, which are to the east, which are like a bunch of free states that said, "Ah, we're going to form our own country." Fuck you guys! Okay. It's made up of like merchant cities, and like they're the new up-and-comers, like that sort of thing.
0: It's like a lot so of that, like individual city states who have banded together, right? Yeah, like, they
1: banded together around one banner, yeah. Um, but they're they're like the the hip new kids that are all about like merchant, merchantcy, and technology, and all this stuff, right? Um, But they live in this land called Fodland. The three parts of it all exist in harmony. Like, they're not at war or anything. They they just exist, and that's it. In the middle, there is this monastery where they send all the teenagers from the holy houses and the, like, higher-up families, essentially, to go and train to be, like, generals and warriors and these things, um, because that's just the tradition in the land. So you take up a point you take up the the mantle of a professor in the school um uh, and you take charge of one of the houses that are devoted to one of these three areas of fodland right so you've got the empire has the black eagles the kingdom have the blue bears is it bears bears yep
0: Uh, Uh, no blue tigers lions it's a lion. Blue, blue lions. Blue lions. Blue lions.
1: Yeah, the blue lions and the Lancaster lions have the golden deers, right? And you you take up charge of one of these houses, much like in High Potter. Yeah, I was going to say and are you, they just
0: patronuses, patroni.
1: Well, no, they're just houses. Okay, uh, they're, they're they're assembled from the people of one of the three realms. That's right. the, uh, and you're charged with teaching these kids, and that's that's kind of the base level.
0: And also, the but school I'm, although the school is run by a lady pope.
1: Yeah, the church, the the monastery is run by the Church of Seros, who are kind of like the the unifying religion of the land. Like ninety percent of the population or something believe in the church. Okay, so the church is kind of like the the higher power in this monastery. Okay, so you basically the the, the head of the school is basically the Pope. That's the gotcha. The point of it, but in the actual game or war mechanical thing, it's still a tactics game. You take your students out. All the students have unique classes, that means they do different things uh, better than others. So, like, Myrmidons are better with swords, you've got casters, you've got bow users, you've got lances, all these different things. But it is still a tactics game. It's all about positioning. It's all about if you stand units next to one another, you get bonuses based on how uh, friendly those units are. So there's, like, a support system that measures how... How basically connected those two units are in terms of relationship? It's um, it's kind of
0: those mechanics that that are interesting to me because I saw a lot of people because Fire Emblem was a very like it was a, Fire Emblem was, as a series has been going on for years and years and years, yeah. and um, I saw a lot of people go to Awakening after the reboot of XCOM hit in two 2000- mm. thousand seven, yeah, whenever it was, yeah. Um, because that game came out like the year after or something like that, and people, a lot of people, got into the, that reboot of XCOM and was like, "Oh, turn-based strategy is actually pretty cool," and then ended up in Awakening. Yeah, it, this is not like I would not, from what I know about those kind of games, they are not XCOM, right? They are more about they they are more about positioning and numbers and uh, like and like combined powers and all this kind of stuff. Like it's about the it's about the units as opposed to like equipment and tactics well, and that kind of stuff. There is
1: there is a level of, like, you have to make sure you have the good equipment, but it is more about positioning and using the right units against the enemy. And, yeah, yeah it's much more tactical than it is XCOM, which is just, like, I have this super-powered sniper watching him sleep halfway across the map. It's, yeah.
0: like... It took me a while to realise the difference between why people kept saying that some games were tactics games as some people were saying they were turn-based strategy games. Like, those are two very different things. Or yeah, they have different focuses... Different, yeah. So yeah.
1: the, the new the new water tactic level mechanic in this game is the um, the gambit system which is... Oh, you're your, saying it's a
0: Japanese game that at some point yeah. uses a system called the gambit system? The the, the yeah. gambit system
1: which is all your units can be, because they're supposed to be like military leaders, they can take, be in charge of a group of units uh, I can't remember the name of it like mercenaries essentially that you can attach to this this student hmm. and each of those units has a special ability that you can do in combat called gambits, which can do a variety of different things of like pushing units or giving your units a buff or healing or whatever it is. Sure. But it is, is another level of uh, tactics to put on top of it. So like, for example, you can get a thing. One of my people has a a retune of uh, monks or something with her that. Give her a gambit that gives her a big AOE thing that puts a buff on everybody that makes them move way faster. Oh, sure. So you okay. can do it leads to situations where you can like set everybody up, put that on them, and then just have them do a massive charge across the map. Sure, which is effective. Like it's a very powerful thing. Um, and your if you if you have two units that both have these mercenaries in them and they stand side by side, they get a gambit boost, which increases the effectiveness of the gambit you're using. It's it's a tactics game, right? Like right. that's that's exactly what that is. Like everything is all about how the units play off each other and what the units have equipped and all that stuff. Yep. So the interesting stuff that is way different than the other Fire Emblem games is all the other stuff outside <laughs> of the war uh-huh. bit of it, um, which is all of the uh, stuff in the school. Uh, so you, like I said, you get put in charge of one of these houses, and you have to teach these kids about war and about like (laughs) tactics and all this stuff, but it comes into where in in your class you have a class of about, I think it's 10 students, I want to say, or 8 students? 8 students, I want to say. And they all have things that they are good at and things that they are bad at, which are like if they are good at a thing, they will gain XP in it faster, if they are bad at a thing or they don't like that thing, they will gain XP in it slower. But they also have, like, innate abilities where, like, if you look at a thing... So, for example, there's a student in my class called Dorothea who is a... Um, she was, like, a song... It's like, a diva, like, an opera singer, diva sort of person Right. who then got sent to the school because she wanted to not be a diva anymore and she wanted oh, to try man. something else.
0: Sorry, this um, just reminds me of some of my, bit, my favourite bits of... Um... Valkyrie Chronicles where it was like, I was a baker and now I drive yeah, this tank. They, they all have like,
1: they all have their own weird yeah. backstories. Um but so yeah, she is she is very good at magic. That is sort her of thing. Sure. She is good she's good at particularly she is good at um I think it's faith magic, which is white magic. But she is bad at learning reason, which is black magic. She is she doesn't okay. she doesn't like
0: right. reason. Sorry, I just thought yeah. she was just she just could understand um, No, it's straw man arguments. Yeah. Sorry.
1: She's she's bad at learning reason, but if you look at her reason thing, she has like three stars beside it, okay. which says if you teach her and help her with reason, she will gain a special ability when those three stars are fulfilled. It which really comes doesn't... from like good lessons essentially
0: it really doesn't help me that since you started talking about this all i can hear in my head is fucking the cartman doing the dangerous minds parody of like how do i reach <laughs> these kids like yeah, it's just all i've got
1: well no so this is it gets even better than that so you could you could help you can help your class by like bringing out their innate abilities and stuff but And you do this by, like, you can look at all their abilities and see what they're good at and what they're bad at, and you set goals for them, as any teacher sets for a student, and says, I want you to focus on this and this, which can be like, for Dorothea, it was like, I want you to focus on both white magic and black magic. I know you don't like black magic, but I want you to learn this ability, so you're going to learn both. For other people, it's like, I want you to learn how to use spears and also how to ride a horse, like that sort of thing. Right, okay. And that just means that when you do your lesson, they'll gain XP and that at the end of the week. That's basically it. Is there
0: anything but, like involved in that? Like, is it just like a, it is very much like a visual novel of like, I'm going to do this today. Like, there's no minigame. There's no like, we'll do a battle nah, and you'll learn. Not really. Well, kind of. Okay. So
1: in in the class, you can have, uh, you can do what's called manually instructing your students, which is... I'm sorry, What? Manually instructing your students as uh-huh. opposed to automatically instructing your students. Is it like is... a is it
0: like a one on one thing where like no it's in, play... it's in
1: the middle of class like it's not that's how t- that's, I don't think it's appropriate behavior for a teacher. Ervey about this
0: really it's... really this is, a, yeah. this is the fire emblem game where shut um... up
1: right <laughs> I'll get I'll get to that stuff. Sorry, that tell it.
0: me how you manually that, stimulate when, your students Good when I you. get
1: no instruct. <laughs> uh uh-huh.
0: Sorry, yes you're right.
1: I'll get to the weird creepy stuff in a minute. Okay. Yep. So yeah, which is basically like the the manual instruction is like you have a like a one on one with your student and go like, okay. hey, let's talk about let's talk about swords. Like I'm going to teach you about swords. <laughs> let's have a conversation like, about swords. Uh huh. Yep. And they will they will gain XP in swords because you've had that conversation. Uh huh. Them they will only do that if they are motivated to do that. Uh huh. It's the whole mechanic of all of your students have individual motivation meters. Right. Which increase depending on like what happens in the world, which I'll come back to. But okay. when you manually when you manually instruct them, they gain XP, but it's also the the thing they can bring out these like three star innate abilities. So if you have a good lesson with them, they gain one of these stars. Right. It's,
0: so that's that's the teaching level how of, many like, this what, So like per house, how many students are we talking that you're like eight. having to assign your time to between So
1: you so so every so you you have a professor level that uh-huh. is that dictates how many things you can do per lesson. Uh, so, okay. if you, choosing to manually instruct someone is one tick of your bar.
0: And then, after is, you, and then I'm assuming, like, after you manually instruct someone, you need like 30 seconds, three minutes to recover right. after right. your time. <laughs> so, sorry. Yep. Uh huh.
1: Yeah. So, that's like one tick of your thing. Right, and, okay. Manual instruction is a tick. Right. Um, and yes, yeah, so you can do that, and then you assign their goals for the week, and then they gain XP in those goals. Right. Sometimes they can come to you with problems, or there's a couple of things. So they come to you with problems, which is like the one that I had today, which was like, "Hey, someone came to me and said, I really like weapons, like I like looking at weapons and learning about weapons. Okay, but I I don't have a lot of access to different weapons. What do you think I should do? And you have access to, qu- so you can say things like, "How about you ask some of the knights around the monastery to like show you their weapons, or I, how about you go to the library and read a book or whatever?" Like, I really, the-
0: I really feel that that you're abusing your position as a teacher. That is you're a helping point. them. No, you're not. You're feeding their problem. If somebody came to me, if somebody came to, no, like, be, somebody very, came hey, to
1: th- this person, this person is saying, "I want to study weapons." Like, no, uh,
0: okay, that's different from what you said. What you said is, no, okay, "I can't stop sorry, thinking yeah. about weapons." No, which right. is a very he's, different. He's to you and
1: say, "No, because he's saying, like, I like studying the history of weapons and that's like, how different,
0: growing change. Okay, and all that stuff. that's better. So you can
1: do that, and you have to temper your answer, be- like based on who's asking it. Mm-hmm. So, like." the guy who likes learning about weapons is quite a confident guy. So you're like, Hey, if you just go talk to the Knights, I'm sure they'll be able to help you. And he's like, cool. Thanks teach. And they walk off. Right. Whereas if the really shy, timid girl comes up and says, I need to learn about X, Y, and Z, you wouldn't do that to her. You'd have to say like, maybe go to the library and read a book about it by yourself. Gotcha. Like that's, so, so the, every student is unique, has a unique personality and you have to like temper what you say based on who you're talking to, which is pretty re- cool. It's they're rewarding idea.
0: you about knowing the personality of yeah, the students. Yeah, exactly, which
1: is... Sure. It, it helps feed into the mechanic of you want to learn about these students to help them. And sure.
0: So then... Is it set up in a way with those six students, eight students, that um, there's enough... Like, do you ever have to like make a student take a hard right turn with what they're learning? Like, is there ever a point... Pl- so, yeah. Because I've seen a lot of people talk about, like... Hey, I want to go um learn yeah, so magic. The, and then you go, actually, the, here's a spear. Like
1: th- this is the next thing is that instead of coming to you with problems, they can come to you and say, like, I want to learn something else. Like, I don't like like Dorothea, for example, literally came to me and said, I really want to stop learning black magic. Because <laughs> okay. I hate it. Can I please just focus on the white magic? And I have to be like, bitch, we're gonna <laughs> learn this black magic.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: And I'd say that. But it was okay. like you're gonna you're going to learn this innate ability because it's probably gonna be very good. So you're gonna you basically just have to say, Hey, stick to your studies. Honestly, it'll work out. And she's kind of sad about it, but she will do it. They will come to you and say, I want to learn what change what I'm learning, and that'll change their goals based on what they're telling you. Most of the time you'll be like, Yeah, sure, you can do what you want. But if you're trying to like focus them into a specific class you have to be like uh maybe temper this and let's talk about it later
0: so do the do the characters i mean obviously you've you haven't finished the game and i've only played it once but based on what you've seen so far like do all of the characters have like their own like is that random when you start a game because like the 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 things that characters are interested in doing because it feels like there is I mean, kind of like I suppose you would get with persona, so, right? No, Where yeah, there is like a salt there's a solution to this, pro- like a single solution yeah, so to they, this problem. They are
1: all, they all, they all have things that they want to learn. It's based on the character. It's not like a random role thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. F- Ferdinand is gonna always like horses. Like that is the thing that is.
0: God damn it, that's Ferdinand. Just,
1: that's just that's just this thing. You like yeah. horses. That's okay. Fine. Um, but yeah, so you can temper them based on what they learn because when they, when they get to certain levels of certain skills, you can put them through certification exams to then get them into being a specific class that they can use out in the battlefield Right. so I just like for example Dorothea gets turned into a mage that is good at both black magic and white magic but then further down the line they can specialise in a different sort of magic or something else entirely or whatever
0: it is so what's the the downside to because I'm assuming there would be a downside of you going her saying I don't want to do black magic you're saying well you're going to have to like does her stats get affected because she's doing something she doesn't want to do I don't know yet okay. that is something I don't know cool. most of the
1: time I've been like yeah sure you can learn what you want but with that specific one I was like I need someone tactically I need someone who can do both because I was right. missing something in this party composition get you so a girl like, that
0: can do both got you so
1: I was like, so I was like Dorothea you're my girl you're going to do this and she came to I, me but- at least twice being like I really want to start learning about <laughs> magic and I'm like no I need you to do this <laughs>
0: But, trust me, I'm your teacher. Yeah, I trust me, we are going to do
1: this. So yeah, this then feeds out into the... So I talked about the motivation thing. Yeah. Uh, this feeds out into the larger monastery life thing
0: that okay. is
1: the very persona bit of it. Okay. Where it is, on Sunday of every week, you have an option to do a whole bunch of stuff, which can be like, you can go out and do a random battle, you can do... You could go attend a seminar where, like, a lecturer will give you a lecture, and you get skill points based on that. Oh, okay. Or you you have the option to explore, which is just you get to walk around the monastery and talk to people. Sure. Like that's the and there are like side things where you can go fishing and you can go um, gardening and the greenhouse and stuff to get items. But a lot of the time you're going around talking to people, you're doing side quests,
0: you're finding lost items to hand to people to get support up. Like what? In, what? what? form does this like is this just like a is this like a visual novel where it's like here's a menu everywhere you can go in the thing Nope, it is
1: totally full 3d running through a character really th- yep huh. totally 3d okay and it's, a, and it's a big map like it is pretty huge okay and you can fast you can fast travel around if you want to but sure it's cool to kind of run around and talk to people okay um huh
0: okay and is that the first time that's been in one of these games yes. right
1: the fates fates had like a weird citadel thing but it was very small scale. It was nowhere near this. Like it was right. way, way small. This is huge. Okay. Um. So you can do things in the world that uh, can motivate your students to help them with their learning because their motivation goes down as you teach them. So you need to bring it back up again. Sure. So you can do things like you can share a meal with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because they have a canteen and there are like different foods, like the different people like different foods that will raise their motivation in different ways but it'll also, like, build their relationship with you so your support level can go up. And you can also do it with students from other houses because you have the opportunity to, like, recruit them to your house. Gotcha. Um, but they'll only do it if they like you and you have you have to be able to show that you're proficient in the skills that they like. Right. So, like, the, the, the girl I'm trying to recruit right now uh, wants, to, wants me to show that I'm good with lances and that I'm strong... Okay. So I need I so I need to get my land skill up and my strength stat up before she'll come over. But anyway.
0: So so wait, because it's your stats, does that mean like you're a playable character in the battles? Mhm. Ah, okay, that was, bit, you're that was the head. You're the
1: head of your class. You have to show your students how it's done. Oh, I thought you were just um, like
0: the general. Okay. No, no,
1: no. You're you're out there fucking shit up like that's, okay, cool. that's part of your job. So yeah, you can have the meal that'll raise the the morale or the uh, motivation of your students. Uh, you can do you can you can do like joint cooking in the canteen with people they will also raise their motivation if they enjoy cooking. Nice. You right. can go and take part in choir, which will also raise motivation for people. Oh no, it doesn't raise motivation, but it does raise like relationship statuses and sure. stuff. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff you can do around the monastery to like raise the motivation of your students to right. then feed back into the teaching part
0: of it. Of course, yeah,
1: yeah. Um but this is where the thing that fire emblem is famous for which is like relationships and getting slightly creepy comes in oh this is where where this game gets
0: horny right
1: a little bit yeah Yeah, okay where so i've not i've not got to the point where it's like full-on relationship stuff but there is like there are conversations you have with people when they get to a certain support level that are very like nudge nudge wink wink sort of thing um like dorothy like i've got like support level b or something with dorothea and she's very like very open and very like confident in this sort of thing so like at one point she just like called me out and was like you're not very confident in this whole like relationship romance thing are you I was like oh god what and then she's like supposed to be like sixteen. I was, I was, like, about, oh, I was about to say, weird. like, yeah.
0: is this the point where this gets creepy? Because there's technically less teacher-student yeah, dynamic happening.
1: It's, just, it's both this teacher-student thing, and they're all like 15, 16, right.
0: 17, which is a bit weird. Um, Cause I know because I've been, I've been reading about. I feel like I've been reading about this game for weeks now because there's been a lot yeah. of kind of takes on it. But like, uh, it definitely feels like there's. Or I, I know for a fact that English translations of these games since Awakening have tried to paper over some of the Japanese of some of this stuff? Yeah. Where like they've changed ages and like have yep. tamped down like the the horny levels in inappropriate scenes and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Is it like how does it feel does it ugh, What am I trying to say? Does it feel anime or does it feel creepy? It doesn't it doesn't feel creepy. Like okay. it feels it feels like when you when you look
1: at it, you're just like it's anime. Like, is this is just the Japanese thing? It doesn't feel like predatory or anything like. And so, you will feel like. no you never feel like? Huh, that's a weird thing to say. Never feel like they are ta- you're like taking advantage of someone. Right. It's always like a mutual thing. Like it's but not it's, a. And also, I, also, hey, I'm, your, I'm your teacher. Come over and have this dinner with me. Like it's I, always a thing that they're like.
0: I also want to clarify that. I also want to clarify that like. Saying it's very anime is not an excuse, but it oh, does. Totally but it, no, but no, it does. No. It does kind of set the stage for like the amount of anime that we've seen over our lives. Where like this character shouldn't be sixteen. Like it's not. A, yeah. It's not an excuse. It's. A, I can see how you end up here. Yeah. Situation. Is, yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the <laughs> thing. The thing that is the weirdest
1: is that you unlock this mode called Tea Time, where okay. If a character likes you enough, you can invite them to tea.
0: Oh, I've been seeing a lot of screenshots of this in the which, internet.
1: Yeah, which is, like, its own thing. It has its own, like, weird border that has a lot of flowers and stuff on it. And right. It becomes its own minigame where you have to, like, match the right tea that they like and you have to have conversations with them that they're interested in, because if you have the wrong conversation topic, everything becomes really awkward, and it's <laughs> It's a super strange thing. Like, it is...
0: I do remember seeing... Can, there was a screenshot going... around.
1: Right. I can understand what they're going for, where it is, like, they want this kind of, like, more private, like, intimate sort of thing. But it is, like... It is essentially a mini game of, like, do you know this person well enough to be able to hold a conversation with them? Yeah. And
0: if you don't, then it gets really weird. It's, so that was the thing. Like, the screenshot I was seeing, I think it was today, that was going around, was, like, somebody who was, like... Ah, uh, just like real life, and it's a screenshot of one of these tea things and it's like yeah. I can't remember the character's name, but it's like she did not have a lot of lot to say in this conversation. Yeah, so and you're I, like, I, ah, okay.
1: I, I fucked up one today and it was just like you two find that you don't have a lot to talk about. And I was like, yeah, Oh, that's no, this one. is really awkward. Yeah. right. Uh, yeah. it it gets really weird. But it's again, it feels a little bit weird, but it's not creepy. It's so just are you, kind of like, ah, oh, this
0: is awkward. Like, so, but are you like, what I trying to say? Like, if the students are like, I wouldn't say coming on to you seems a bit strong, but are like going down this path. Like, mm-hmm. I'm assuming, do you do you have the option to reject? Do you always reject, or can you can you go down I, these paths? So I, I don't
1: know yet. I okay. think it, it, the, it, this it works the same with persona as well. Is like you have to get to a specific point of it actually getting to this is going to be romantic and then you have a choice i've not hit that point yet of someone actually being like romantically involved like that's not a thing i've hit yet i'll oh, let you know okay. when i do sure but maybe is the answer i don't know quite okay yet. interesting um but yeah the the monastery has like a bunch of But there are like tournaments that can be run and there's a bunch of side quests and like there's a whole bunch of shit back in this monitor that all feed back into the teaching, the teaching stuff that feeds back into the, the war mechanic that then feeds back into the teaching. And you can see how all these, it's much like Persona where you can see how all these individual systems that all feel very disconnected all then web together. Right. So it's a, it's a very, very impressive thing to look at when everything when you see everything all, when you see the lines being drawn, it becomes you start clicking into it, and you're right, like, "Ah, okay. I see what's going yeah, on."
0: Yeah, I can, I could see that being, yeah, yeah. okay, I could so see that.
1: It becomes it becomes way better than the old Fire Emblem games, which were just like very like static images. Like, sure, it's just like battle after battle after battle, and in between, you could have like little moments. It feels a lot more alive when you're like actually walking about this. Sure, monastery and like talking to faculty and talking to the pope and talking to your students
0: and stuff is. Hmm. it's a good it's it's super good yeah it's really really good hmm. i wonder if this is like because i'm probably not i'm because i'm I'm thinking of what's coming up and maybe this is like a late september game for me because there's not a lot yeah like it it is
1: as a as a total game as like a total package sort of thing is really really good like the the tactics game is super good really interesting really in depth you have the the classic fire emblem like permadeath thing if you really want yeah yeah. that's I was never. I've never been about the permadeath thing and Fire Emblem. That's not something I've ever been into. But sure. It's there for people that want it. Sure. And the the monastery slice of life visual novel stuff is all pretty cool and interesting. There's some weird stuff in it, but it is largely pretty good. Sure. Um. Okay. Yeah, it's a really good game.
0: Really cool. cool. I, I I'm very much enjoying it. I'm tempted. I'm tempted to 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 give it a shot. Um. How about we talk about one last game. Then I do some editing magic and take the intermission in between Detroit and Fire Emblem, and we sure, skip the yeah, news yeah. for we skip the news for a week. Okay, um, yeah, so great. I think I think the last thing we should probably talk about because it kind of surprised me in a not great way uh-huh. is uh, Youngblood. So yeah, Wolfenstein Youngblood. So this is the new game from the Wolfenstein Machine Head. That's the developer. The right? heads, yeah. um, it's the next game in the Wolfenstein series. Um, it is a. I think it's 20 quid here? Is it 20, 20 or th- 25. 25. It was, it was Machine Games and Arcane. Had a and hand Arcane, well. of course, which made yeah. it all the more... Anyway. Um, yeah. It uh, it so it plays... Annoying. So the game is, um, it is the 80s. It is BJ and Anna's twin daughters. Yes. Um, Post-Wolfenstein post 2. Post-Wolfenstein 2. So the US... Anna has, has, been, Anna has given birth. The US has been
1: liberated from the Nazis. Yeah.
0: And BJ goes to help. Well, it's kind of unclear. He just disappeared. They kind of allude that he's just disappeared in Paris somewhere, um, while Europe is still under the throes of um, of the Third Reich. And you, the two of you, decide to go try and get back because nobody appears to be doing anything. So you go in your your super suits from the second game, and you go through. So the con the, the core game concept. You go, like, you go try and find your dad in Paris. Exactly. So the ga- the kind of core concept sounded kind of fucking awesome, right? We were big fans of Wolfenstein. It's a co op mm-hmm. version of one of those Wolfenstein games, but yeah. Once you get into it, it is very quickly probably not the game a lot of people are expecting in terms of structure and mechanics. I think is fair to say, like I didn't know really what to expect. I was expecting, yeah, like, I
1: yeah, I didn't either.
0: So it's like so there's the kind of and a lot of people have been kind of talking around this in a lot of the the kind of um, conversations I've been seeing about this game. So be very clear what this is. The structure of the game is there is a hub like your the the catacombs, which is your hub base, where there yeah. are just straight up mission givers, like exclamation marks over their head and everything. Um, and there are basically like seven or eight areas in Paris, like seven or eight maps, basically. Yeah, like Reasonab- side maps often. Yeah, like reasonably, side- reasonably large and kind of intricate maps, but still there's seven or eight maps, and you do a bunch of missions on the same maps with regenerating enemies, all of which are like leveled, cons- based on your level. Yeah,
1: so yeah, there's there's a, a rather large RPG mechanic in this game yeah. that has like You'd level up and you have skill points that you can spend on different things, and your weapons can have attachments. So there are a lot of like customization of your character in this game that was kind of unexpected. Yeah. But it also leads to then the enemies in the world are also leveled and level gated and like have red health bars that are too high level for you and like all that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah. Like a lot, a lot of mechanics you've, you've kind of seen in our stuff, like where, and again, like, the, the enemies feel kind of bullet spongy. Like they feel a bit kind of, Ooh. they they feel like, like Wolfenst- Wolfenstein was all about like, on top of like being completely batshit crazy. Like it was about this kind of like it was a kind of pure power fantasy game, right? It was about you. Oh, I have
1: yeah, told Power Fantasy. Yeah, it was. It was the
0: pre. It was the pre- the original Wolfenstein was the precursor to what they were. What like Ed were going with with Doom, which was like just keep moving, keep shooting. Yeah. Like, the, the, do the, not the, stop. The, the, the,
1: ah. Half of the second game is about BJ overcoming like almost like disability with a super suit that he then goes and fucking murders Nazis on Mars with. Like it is total insane power fantasy. So
0: So then this game comes around and you're like, yeah, you've got RPG mechanics that you're leveling up. There's like an armor system where like half your weapons work on one type of armor and half on the other. And, like, yeah, like, enemies are levelled, they will randomly spawn behind you, which seemed to happen quite a lot. Yeah, that was a weird one. And also, like, you'll go through an area to do a mission and then come back and the same enemies will have respawned again. Um, So you very quickly, like, we put, what, four or five hours into that game or something like that?
1: Yeah, something right
0: like Yeah, and it really feels like you're doing the same thing a lot of the time. Ta- like, a lot of the missions it's- are...
1: A lot of the missions. It gets it gets really old really fast. Yeah. Is the And like the missions themselves are with the with the the fact that what Ewan was talking about where it's all bullet spongy is enemies take a lot of bullets to go down. Yeah. And then they have the, the two different armors that you have to match with different types of weapons. But which is an interesting idea. But all it does Especially is. Especially in
0: a like, co-op game, right? Especially when you yeah. can specialise in two different directions at the same time and communicate a bit. But, like,
1: but that's not what that game does. No. Because what what I thought was going to happen was going to be because at the start, you pick what sister you're going to be, and they like try and drive you down two paths where um Jess is supposed to be like the sniper that is like quiet and likes long range, whereas Jess is like the or Soph is like the hard-hitting, like, run-at-people shotguns and stuff. Yeah. I thought it was going to be... you have these two divergent paths and you're going to have to be, like, communicating with each other. And, like, one person would be, like, the sniper person shooting from afar, while the other person sneaks in or whatever. But in the first 10 minutes of that game, you both then have the same gun loadout mm-hmm. and the same access to the same abilities. So all that stuff goes out the window.
0: Yeah, basically. So you,
1: don't have it, you don't have any uniqueness in character... But also, because of the the armor and the bullet sponginess of it, you don't... Stealth isn't really an option. I've heard people talk about this, like stealth is a fine yeah, thing I, in that game. Yeah, it does not I feel like it. I can't see it, where 90% of the enemies in that game have some sort of armor on them. Yep. Which means, even if you have a silenced weapon and you shoot them in the head, they don't go down, because you have to break their armor and then kill them. So you, you either do it really, really quickly, or you fire at the head and their helmet falls off and they call the alarm.
0: And and, and that's the other thing because they take the the Commandant system from the Wolfenstein games where if you can take out the Commandant in an area, they can't call in backup. But instead, they've they've mixed up a little bit where the Commandant is not well advertised or hidden Uh, sorry he's not well advertised and is hidden like in a room somewhere and also even if you take him out all that means is if the alarm does go off they just the 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 enemies that come are lower level than if he was alive so like yeah like yes you can still throw like throwable weapons are still a thing which i think even without upgrades do one hit kills if you get them from behind yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: but like you don't get to stealth in that game. And then there's like, there are turrets, for instance, that you can't stealth kill, right? That just guard yeah. the one door out of an area. So you can stealth the first three guys if you really want to try. But it really does get to the stage where you're like, okay, I'll take the one armor weapon, you take the other armor weapon, and we just run at these people over and over again. Um, And it just, it, it really does feel... And then, like, the missions themselves, we should probably also say, like... Like like we said during Game of the Year, the year Wolfenstein 2 came out, right? Like, that game has some of the most insane moments of a video mm. game we've ever seen yeah. with like really good characters and like really dumb, but well done dialogue yeah, and like very well, very well crafted, like an story made, with interesting characters And so. it made up for combat. That was not great at points, right? Like you wanted yes. to see the next thing that was going there. So if nothing else, I was willing to like push through these kind of relatively straightforward missions to like see more of that. And you get some of it at the start, but like once we got into it, there was just no more of that character, right? Like, there was just none mm-hmm. of it. It was just, like, you get... I also, maybe, don't think, I also don't think the sisters are particularly interesting. I think they're pretty badly written. They have a couple of good not, lines, but that's it. Like, there's not yeah, a lot really there. They're really
1: one note, and their jokes aren't funny, and it's, yeah, yeah. it's just weird, but yeah. And also, like... It, it, it doesn't have the Wolfenstein thing of the cool moments and the interesting story to kind of keep you driving forward. Yeah. So all the other stuff where the shooting isn't great and all these mechanics or sometimes isn't great and all these mechanics sort of compound on top of it it becomes more obvious that it's not good that what you're doing and also like it could- becomes way- it becomes way less interesting when i'm not invested to keep seeing the next totally. or the next story yeah. beat.
0: so like in case people fall into the same trap that that i think we fell into as well the, the 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 other layer on top of the structure of the game right is that in paris there are these three towers called the brothers yeah, which are which very quickly are set up to be like these are your these are your destiny strikes, right? These are your these are your bigger missions that the, will... these are
1: the these are the big like
0: get something big moments. Yeah. from... So yeah. you do you do a lot of side objectives or like the the kind of main objectives that are there because like so so the, the one thing that is kind kind of interesting that we found was like okay you can start the game and immediately go for one of the brother towers, right? But yeah. Or what you can do is do a bunch of the side objectives, which give you another path into the thing that is less guarded and probably, like, more advantageous to you. But it doesn't yeah. from just going. But once, we, once we'd, like, done a thing that was like, okay, here's a side entrance to one of the towers, we're like, okay, these towers are where they're going to hide the Wolfenstein, right? It's going to be in here. There's going to be, like, weird, like, um, there's going to be, like, outlandish, like, heads of the... The heads of the nazism for the heads like the heads of the paris factions and stuff like that they're going to be really weird or out there or the dialogue that's going to happen is going to be good or it's going to be these cool cutscenes where we're going to like fight on blimps or whatever the fuck it is and you're yeah. like we did the second one we did brother two or whatever it was and it's like yeah yeah it's a big tower you work your way up to the top and then you hit a button in fact you literally just hit a button and you're like cool yep. done back in the that. elevator and then you're back in the paris streets and you're like there's nothing here that's a lot of the it appears to be a lot of the main missions
1: and a lot of the side missions are go to a place and hit E on a thing. Like it's it's like yeah. old school Destiny level missions of just totally. like you go hit E on a thing and then that's it. Like and I
0: think I think that was that was the thing I came away with was it really felt like they wanted to do a like Destiny Light it really felt like they wanted to do like a here's a kind of thinly joined like open world in the same way that like Monster Hunters the, the Open World where it's areas that are connected together. But they yeah. don't have the the kind of the main building blocks you need for a game like that, right? Where you get if you have if you an objective that's like, "Hey, go and investigate this hospital." There's no map, which I think is like, a just yeah, there's no baffling map right. decision, or, yeah, right? Not or not at least any that we could find. There might be where there's being idiotic. Yeah, like we can't. Yeah. I could not find a map. There's a mini map, but I need yeah. to know, like, in this relatively large area with a lot of kind of bits folded in on it, I need to know how to get to the hospital because this whole area, as it turns out, is in a U shape and there's no way for me to directly go from A to B without doing this entire U. So I just feel like I'm wondering and, like, I don't know if they're, like, expecting you to go, ah, it's back at the music shop next to the thing. I know where that is because yeah. I've been there before. Yeah. Like, you, you don't... Nobody plays games like that before. Like, the only reason I know, like... The only reason I know, like, the surface of fucking IO as well as I do is because I've spent... 40, 50, 60 hours on IO. like that time there. Right? Yeah. Like, if they're expecting you to do that, having been in the, the world for, like, 30 minutes, like, you don't... They just haven't done the basics to get you to the yeah. state where they can then let you do the cool stuff, right? Um, it just feels like such a... Like, I admire them doing something weird. Well, not even weird. I admire them doing something different, but... And this doesn't happen very often. I would kind of been okay for them to just go... Hey, we made like a five-hour Wolfenstein Two that you can play as co-op. Like, yeah. I think I would have infinitely prepared that to the thing that they got yeah, here. Yeah. So here's here's my thing about it was Wolfenstein One.
1: I think. Yeah, Wolfenstein One came out around about the same time as Doom Doom 2016. Uh, yes, and they were part of the they were part of this thing that I really liked in first person shooters because, especially around the conversation that was happening with video games and like single player stuff at the time which was like
0: actually sorry just to clarify that's not entirely true Wolfenstein 1, no Wolfenstein 2 came out in 2017, Doom was 2016 when was Wolfenstein 1? oh Wolfenstein 1 uh Stein <laughs> 1 release date. uh that doesn't help doesn't yeah, you're matter. looking at the original. What but was anyway. it? New Order? No. New Order was the first one. New Order was 2014, so sure. it was before. Okay.
1: Yeah, okay, fair enough. They're, they all they all fed into this conversation that was happening about like single player games and stuff, where it was like they proved that you don't you don't need to have extra stuff on your first person shooter to have it be good. Like, oh, that,
0: yeah, that was definitely the conversation about yeah, yes, like are, the, there was, there was definitely the definitely thing of like the Destinies were coming up, there was the Division, there was all of these like yeah. games as a service so like games. Where people were like, the the, sh-
1: the individual shooter as we know it is like dying, they're either becoming like the Call of Duty stuff where the the single player is like three hours but it's really cinematic or whatever or it's like Destiny and it's like Division where it's like an NMO and there's all these RPG mechanics and stuff of it. And things like Doom and Wolfenstein came out and showed that You don't need RPG mechanics to have a good shooter. Yeah. And you don't need to have it be three hours and be really cinematic to have it be good. You need solid shooting. in, In Doom case, you need really solid shooting. You need fucking wild situations and crazy guns and just have it be like really fun and frenetic. But in Wolfenstein's case, it was like you can have it be super stupid in its story but have you care because of the characters but also have these solid shooting mechanics
0: And actually do some really good narrative stuff in there as well like on top of it really good narrative
1: mechanic really good like story beats and individual moments and stuff but then i can understand for like a smaller thing like youngbloods and stuff they're they're um experimenting and stuff like that yeah totally but to then go back and be like actually you can do this with RPG mechanics in it with like individual character levels and stuff. It's not what I want out of a Wolfenstein game. I liked Wolfenstein for how pure that thing was yeah. of just running around killing Nazis and you've got these big dumb weapons and that and you could like dual wield automatic shotguns and stuff. That's what I liked out of Wolfenstein to then mm-hmm. go back and say, like, we're gonna throw this RPG stuff at it. I didn't it didn't really sit well with me, whereas like this doesn't feel like a Wolfenstein game anymore. Yeah. I can understand it's an experiment or whatever, but it's it's so directly related to the old Wolfenstein game, and it's totally. like directly after. I just it didn't feel right to me. And and I don't
0: know. If nothing else, like it's given me a really a, a more of an appreciation for, mm-hmm. or even more of an appreciation for your Warframes, your Divisions, those kind mm-hmm. of games where it's very easy to look at them and go, like, this is all just like it's um. Uh, it's the ideal games a service because it keeps people like grinding and coming back yes. and slow drip feed of content. Like it feels like a very easy thing to do, but those games have to be they have they have to have a lot of bits work together very well. And you can yeah. see why. Like, still, I mean, we've seen what happened with Anthem, right? Like Anthem mm. was the might of EA and Bioware behind trying to build one of these games, and they failed. Like, I don't think yeah. I'm, I don't think I'm out of line saying that they failed to do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you're like, okay, if you can throw all of this money and, like, that game had problems, go read Kataku, right? But, like, if you, ha- if you put that much resource and effort behind something with as much talent as Bioware has and as much resources as EA has behind them yeah. and you can't pull that off, what hope does a £25 game with a much smaller studio... And like n- how who have never done something like this before like yeah it if it, you're gonna it really does feel like they're trying to ape some of that stuff, but do it like do like do it on a smaller scale, but the whole point mm. is scale is the reason why those games work, yeah. and like th- and when the what comes with scale comes with like the bare minimum building blocks of doing that things like it is it feels like the dumbest thing ever to complain that this game has it doesn't have a map but like those games need maps they need here are the locations that you need to know you need to learn these areas you need to learn these areas you are going to visit them for a bunch of times you need to know like okay i've got like three missions in this area like where where do i need to go like how does the hospital relate to the subway station i came out of i opened something yeah. up two hours ago where was it I need like a quest log that is better. Like a lot of the stuff that you kind of take for granted in those games are so crucial to those games working that this game does not have, and it really feels like they kind of went. We want we want to take the kind of Core Wolfenstein concept and add like a bit of Dishonored, a bit of Warframe, a bit of uh, Destiny, and it'll all just work because we, all of these things are now known. And you're like, no, yeah. they need. Like this needs more thought. It really does feel like they. It feels like they tried something. Like I appreciate the big swing, but it just does not land for me at all. Like yeah, the the game didn't land for me either. I just like, didn't I, have fun playing it at all. No, like it was. Yeah, it's it's it was really disappointing. I was ready for a good another bit of Wolfenstein, but now yeah, moment now in the, now in but the it's, position it's, where it's a Wolfenstein game that doesn't do the things that we want a Wolfenstein totally. game to do, yeah. where it's. And it's also and it's unfortunate that it's not even just like, hey, this is like some like Wolfenstein side story. Like this is not like here's what was happening in Paris while Bj was was helping trying to liberate get, the US. trying to liberate yeah. the US. Like this is the direct linear sequel to what happened in two. Yeah. So like, I'd be interested to know. Like I'd, I'd like I kind of like to see the ending of this game. I I was going to say,
1: I'm I'm probably just going to look up the
0: ending just to see what happens. Because then that will theoretically advertise, like, hey, here's where they're going to 3. But in terms of story, but I hope they don't go this direction in terms of mechanics. Like, I really want them to continue to be, like, here's a short... Well, even short. Like, here's a story-based thing, but can a studio that small... I mean, they're not a small studio, but, like, can a studio of that size... Make one of those games anymore, maybe, but they need to they need to do it right, and I don't think this is the way they get there yeah so,
1: i i i i appreciate people trying and experimenting and stuff totally. I don't think this one's worked
0: no. particularly really well
1: yeah um
0: and i don't I also yeah. don't think there's something shame. I also don't think there's anything that people can look at and go, this didn't work as a whole, but this bit of it actually has something like it it really does feel like there's nothing. There's nothing pushing the envelope here at all. It's bits of other games that they've yeah. tried to attach together and sprinkle Wolfenstein on. Like, there's no part of it you can go... Like, you look at Anthem, even, like, as a as a disaster as it was, like, fuck me, flying in that game feels real good. Like, you could take, oh, yeah. them, you could yeah. take that bit into, like, okay, let's take that tech and, like, some of the graphic stuff of this, and then, like, that stuff was a success. It doesn't feel there's anything really here. Um, it's real disappointing. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. I really wasn't happy. Um cool. I think we should probably just call it there because we've talked for sure. three games and I think that's a solid solid amount of content. Um Yeah, that's probably fair. God, I can't believe I talked for a while on Detroit, but I needed to get out there. I needed to get out a, there. I needed, a long get out conversation about Detroit. I needed to get out there, and I'm glad I did it. Um so I'll we'll, talk
1: about I'll talk about Evo or something next time. That's... Yeah,
0: we should we'll we'll get we'll get back there. Um so next two weeks, what have we got? Um I woke up to the realisation today that Rebel Galaxy Outlaw is next week, the August 13th, I think that game is. What even out. is that game? Do we know what that game is? It's a bigger... It's like, hey, what if Rebel Galaxy was like... bigger, like, bigger than Freelancer? Like, that kind of game. Oh, okay. Like, they are taking Rebel Galaxy and blowing it the fuck out. Like, they have some real big... Sure. Um, I'm okay, that I'm okay with that. That game was great. Totally. Um, and that's kind of... August 22nd. When are we doing this again? 20... Oh, I'll be the 20th. Okay. The 22nd is The Next Life is Strange. And that's kind of it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's the... There's um, Rebel Galaxy. I kind of want to look at Streets of Rogue. I, I've seen some footage of that game and it looks kind of interesting. I don't know. We'll see, how, we'll see how it goes. Um. And you've got, like, Fire Emblem for the rest of your life, I think.
1: I d- yeah, that's... People keep telling me... People keep telling me that Fire Emblem gets... Gets gets good in air quotations around thirty five hours, and I was like, "It's already good." So I don't know what they're talking about. Like, it needs to like get good at thirty five
0: hours. Like, fire, I don't know. But Fire Emblem Three Houses. Okay, How long to says the main yeah. story is about thirty six hours. <laughs> What? So why are people saying thirty-five hours is where it gets good? That seems weird. That's main story. But already, it's already—it's already good. Like I don't get I, it. Oh, I think yeah, I sure. think it's not that it gets good. I think from everything I can hear is like that game has a turn. Like there's a moment. Right. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Um. So we'll see. Uh, the completionist—the completionist time on this is 78 and a half hours. So that that's still important.
1: less time than it took me to beat Persona Five. That's fine. True. Um. There's that Age of Wonders Planetfall game that comes out fairly soon, I think. Oh, yeah, it's out today, August, actually. Uh, August 6th, yeah, that's yeah. the day we're recording. It has been getting pretty well-reviewed that I might check out. What is what that game? Cool game? It's like a 4X game, like a space oh. 4X game. That's the
0: one with the animate penguins that we saw. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember okay, that thing? Sure. Um, and also, like just because we've been talking about it a lot, I'm sure we've mentioned it, um, Necrobarista was supposed to be this week, and it got pushed yeah um it's back to i think end of september i think is kind of where it's where it's looking at right now and the um, fucking fucking shadow keep got pushed as well and shadow keep got pushed is the other one that's that's, october. Oh, that's the thing that's in october i can't remember when necrobrista is now but who knows yeah.
1: Um shadow shadow keep is now like second of october or something. sure so
0: yeah. we'll be back in two weeks with more stuff um we'll see what we end up with um but <laughs> um game mind just start Do- Do- GameEngineStart.com.
1: Oh, man, you've got to fuck that one up in a
0: while. We, do, we, we keep skipping weeks and they keep getting rusty. Uh, GameEngineStart.com yeah. is the name of the website. You can find all of our podcast uh, videos and articles will be up there. We are on YouTube.com slash GameEngineStart. If you want to subscribe there, you'll get notified when we put new videos up. We are on Facebook and Twitter. Search GameEngineStart, you'll find us on there. Um, I'm planning to do some more streaming now that I've got some time again. So Twitch.tv slash GameEngineStart. I'll be doing some stuff in there. I've got a thing I want to do. Um, we'll see how long it takes. I'll need to look at how long to beat, actually, but we'll see. Um, And podcast at gameindustrial.com is the email address. Get in touch if you want to ask us something. And we'll be back in two weeks. Enjoy whatever you're playing, and we will see you then. Bye-bye. Goodbye.